Hello and welcome to This is a Token with Alex Monroe, the podcast that celebrates all things jewellery. I've spent half a lifetime designing and making jewellery, but what really interests me is what it means to other people. This is a podcast where we ask our guest about the jewellery they cherish most of all. We'll explore the moving, fascinating and often surprising stories connected to each piece and those emotional bonds that we just can't do without. My guest today is the actor Jodie Whittaker. The first time I came across Jodie was in a film called Venus, which, if you haven't seen it yet, do try and give it a go. It's a film where the young Jodie holds her ground brilliantly against two of my favourite old-timers, Peter O'Toole and Leslie Phillips. But then there was The Black Mirror and the hugely successful Broadchurch, which was created by Chris Chibnall. Chris Chibnall is well known for his work on Doctor Who. And of course, Jodie went on to become the fabulously kooky 13th Doctor in 2017. I can't believe where all the time's gone, actually. 2017, it seems like just yesterday that we were working with Jodie on the jewellery for that show. But the costume designer for Doctor Who is the wonderfully talented Ray Holman. Now, Ray also did Broadchurch and Fleabag, and these are all shows that we've worked on. So it was such a brilliant treat and surprise when Jodie and Ray asked to come to the studio to talk about making the jewellery for the new Doctor. We had so much fun. We'll put all the links, we'll put that jewellery on the website. So it's with huge pleasure and gratitude that I welcome Jodie Whittaker to This Is A Token. piece of jewellery that is really heavy. I think it's pewter. I don't know what it is. You're the professional. It might have a stamp. I don't there. think that's pewter, but it's a really chunky heart. Tell, just tell us, go back and tell us where that came from. So this was given to my mum in the 70s. She worked as a nanny in Denmark and she stayed with the family a really long time and she looked after a little girl basically from birth. And when my mum decided to leave after, a, you know, a long enough, you know, I think she was probably like three or four, so it'd been a long time and she wasn't just leaving to like move around the corner, she was leaving to move back to the UK. Mm. And this is the 70s, so this is not, there's no first time, there's none of that. And essentially... No 20 quid easy jet. No, there's none of that. And, it, you know, and it was heartbreaking for my mum. And this was the gift that the little girl gave to my mum. She gave her basically a heart and so mm. that they always had each other's heart. And I think for my mum, this little girl was her absolute first love and her first true love. And this piece is so stunning to me because it's chunky, its edges aren't perfect. I love the fact that the chain isn't in the middle as a V. It comes, there's a chain on I'm either side. I'm going to it's quite unusual. chain's really chunky, but it hasn't got like jump rings on top it's actually got holes in the heart yeah. itself and i'll do a close-up photo um, and it's, it's so not, beautiful it's not like typically danish i wouldn't have thought does the little girl remember your mum well the little girl's older than me <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you know like in the sense of like now she's a woman yeah i think they definitely she's kept in touch with the family so she there's a, she will remember but how much do you you know there is that thing isn't there i'm sure she has memories of my mum but she knows she knows yeah, I think mom, I've so got, it's not like i think i've got memories of 
photographs back from that. Yeah, from you know, that. but I think yeah, maybe yeah. it's not, you know, it's not a forgotten relationship, if you see mm. what I mean, but mm. I don't know how much of it is because it continued. Mm. But I think the thing is with it, which is so lovely, is that my mum, the night before I got married, we were chatting, like, on the bed. I was really lucky having a lovely mum and daughter chat. Lovely. And I had spied this my entire life. My mum had always hung it at the side of her bed, and I'd always been like, I want that. And I think in the way I was kind of quite grabby at it, she just never thought I was ready. And, and also, I just I knew how precious it was to my mum and she gave it to me I was 26 and she gave it to me which is probably the age she was probably given it and she gave it to me and I knew what that meant to her because this is such an important piece and, the, mm. and she gave it to me at such an important time in my life and what I love is that it's a family heirloom but mm. it doesn't have to go to blood family it's who is family to you you know this this little girl was her family before we were and you know, for me, it's like this to be passed on. I love that can go That's a to, nice thing to think, isn't it? It's beautiful, but I just love it. And the life that it's led before I got it. And because it's a heart, there is just something that immediately makes you feel warm and all that. Mm. But mm. it's a bit hazardous because it's so heavy. I've been out dancing in it before and I've nearly cracked my oh, front yeah, teeth. Man. man, you have to be careful with jewellery, don't you? And you were saying, I think if we can, we're going to replace this. Yeah, um, so I get a rash. So my mum used to get a rash as well. So I get a rash every time I wear it there's like generations of... it's only the back of my you've back got, of my neck that get it you've got really nice hands it's an anxious hands my I hands are got, all, got... my hands are all like jewellery workbench hands no no I mean I'm not a grafter I'm a lover <laughs> I'm a turn I never call myself a grafter but <laughs> right I'm gonna I'm gonna photograph this this is brilliant um, there you go thank you And then we're going to we're going on Move to the second, on to my piece. second piece. So here's my eternity ring. I've met your mum. She's quite young. Is she about my age? She's, no, she's my mum's seventy two and is a she? half. Can I tell you where my mum is right now? Blimey! My yeah. mum is in the Arctic doing a a, a zero a zero trace trek. So they will leave no trace. There'll be no you know human footprint yeah. left. A charity trek for five days. In the Arctic at 72. 72 for charity. That's why I thought she was my age. She's incredible. Where's she from originally? Is she from Huddersfield? Huddersfield original. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was reading about something because we're having trouble selling to Europe now because having left the EU. Because of fucking Brexit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I try not to be political, but it's because <laughs> of fucking Brexit. Uh, yeah. um, anyway, so we can't sell into Europe anymore. And um, from my trade body, I got this. Um, Brilliant email, and the subject I was the Huddersfield solution, which I love the idea of that. Oh make my great, gosh, what is this? I thought it make a good idea. I think because they had a lot of textiles yeah, industry textiles, in Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's actually a solution for people to be able to export textiles to the EU, and, and it'll be like warehousing in Europe. But because my jewellery is like fashion jewellery, we were thinking we might be able to get in with that somehow, but we can't. So we can't use the Huddersfield solution. But that was, it was like a solution yeah. that was offered to us. So we'll just have to keep on trying to work out what we can do but um anyway i know i know we're trying not to be political but i can't help it because it's no. been a white pain in the bum anyway yes next ring please so this is my eternity ring so when my little one was really little we spent a lot of time in la um for my husband's work 
and like just going backwards and forwards, you know, like kind of in mm. like eight week stints, but it was mm. really regular. And we ended up staying in this one place. It was in the summer as well. Oh my God, it was so hot. We were up in the like hills, renting a house and it was the most beautiful house, but I remember there was no AC, there was no air conditioning and the baby monitor was forever beeping going, too hot, too hot, too hot. Because obviously it's like some oh. English baby monitor that isn't used to any natural heat. And I was like, oh God. And I'm like the whitest person ever sweating and there's no pavement. Like, so when you get up into the hills in LA, there's no like pavement. So going for a walk on yeah. the, with like to try and get the baby to sleep, walking and then the sidewalk would run out and then I'd turn around, come back and then go, I've I'm got sorry. sunburn and I ran out of pavement. <laughs> I was just in this but like, they're like but, oh but my people God. look at you like weird if you're walking I'm in just, LA. Yeah, and I was like trying to cross over like essentially like a freeway. Yeah. So like, oh, hey, it's a Resebra. Uh, anyway. But it was, you know, it was right. a really, in hindsight, it was a really amazing time. But at the time, you are just like, oh, my God, I'm so far away from everything I know. And I'm, and also, you've gone through this, you know, big thing. You've had a baby. But what we were spoiled with, which often happens with Americans, because American, I'm, you know, my half of my family are American. The one thing... Are they? Yeah, well, Christian. So my husband's oh, American, so his yeah. side of my family. Yeah. But they're so open-hearted and open doors. You know, in, in the experience I've had with my family and with the people that we've been lucky enough to meet, you know, you can't speak for everyone in the world, but traditionally, you know, there is that thing of... I don't know if you've ever met anyone, they were like, I know someone there, you should go stay with them. Yeah, you know, like, whereas totally. if someone randomly offered up my flat via someone else, I'd be like... Totally. Do you know what? So I was interviewing Olivia Williams. Yep. And she was like, someone yes, said, oh, we know someone. And then she pitched up. Like when she did her first film, it was like a film with Bruce Willis. And she was a naive young woman from the UK. And she actually went to that person and said, I know someone. And they welcomed her and they became like her second family. And this like, is the wow. thing. And, and people, like there is that thing of you've moved into a house on a street that is, we knew the owner was really lovely. It was like done through one of these like kind of rental things. And so we met the owner and he was going where to live. Like he was living with his husband in New York for the summer so we were having his yeah. house and so it was like we'd rented it off him so suddenly the neighbours had just become a lifeline and they couldn't be more wonderful and we lived yeah. next to this couple and they were so nice to us particularly because you know I was kind of forever just walking up and down their drive because it was shaded <laughs> I was like please can I walk up and down your drive yeah that's fine don't worry and um, you know, you end up meeting people from all walks of life in LA as well. It's like a really interesting thing. And I think the husband designed film posters, and the wife was a jewelry designer. Really? Yeah. So, so sneaky sneaks. We had them round for dinner one night, and we were chatting. I was just like quizzing her all about jewelry and things like that. And she was like, "Do you know what? I'm doing a. Uh, I'm not going to do an American accent. She was like, I'm, I'm doing a kind of study to see what is the standard ring size on a female. Like, can do you yeah. mind if I measure one of your ring fingers? I was like, Yeah. Absolutely. She did it. She was like, mm, you're an L or an M. That's interesting. That's very common. And did this whole thing. Cut to two months later and we've left that place you know we've been back to England we've come back we're staying somewhere completely different and I have this beautiful you know dinner with my tiny little baba and you know us in our little unit of three and we're about to leave this adventure because we're coming back to the UK mm. permanently 
and Christian gives me this ring that has been designed by him and Sandra, and that whole thing was a ruse. I was like, because I couldn't believe it. So good. I'm such, I'm such, I am such a control oh, freak. It wasn't that. my thing. Wasn't oh my god, you two have designed this ring. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. I went. How does it fit? How have you got a ring that fits with such a control freak? That I was like, there's no way you knew my ring size. And he was like, do you not remember at that dinner? She said she was doing a thing. That's like a magician. It was brilliant. She did. And, I, and I was like part of some study. I was like, oh yeah, of course. And she said he was really worried because she said she'd get it off me that night. He was like, there's no way she won't work out what it's for. Whereas I was like, blah, blah, blah. I was so naive. I wasn't even, even I didn't suspect. No. I'm going to so do she, that one. Because so with these rings, within an within eternity ring, because it's got stones all the way around you can't size it up you can't size it up you can't, you've got to you make can't it you can't do anything with it it's and got it, to be made the right you know, size and it like obviously and it fit my two whichever one wow. because basically she measured both and said you know often they're different but they were both the same so I could choose to wear How it wherever sweet of your husband to come and, up but with but he, he, him and Sandra Dixon the jeweller they designed this together and you know and basically I absolutely adore it and I I tell you when the one time I thought I'd lost it is at the start of the pandemic Chris yeah. Chibnall wrote me this really incredible piece for the doctor to do yeah. on my iPhone and I recorded myself in my wardrobe. Yeah. And I recorded it, all in it, and I was talking as the doctor just to kind of, I suppose, just send a message out to the Who, who universe. Yeah. You know, just the uniting thing that f- felt that we needed during, you know, whatever. For whatever reason, and we did it and it was a really, had a really beautiful response. But my first take, I was talking and I got all my jewellery on. And I was like, oh, my do- the doctor doesn't wear that. I'd got my earring in, yeah, yeah. but I'd got my jewellery. Yeah. I took it off, didn't remember this, and I put it in the bottom of that wardrobe. And for the whole of lockdown, I'd lost it because I'd recorded and I couldn't for the life of me work out where my eternity ring was and it had this like because it wasn't it's not a you can't buy that it was a moment no. and we don't know those people now like we've not you know sadly we've not kept in touch but also also even if you replace it it's still not it's the not ring, the ring it? it's not you the know. ring and it was the whole thing of it and the whole and then after lockdown I was doing a clear out in the wardrobe and I found it and was like that's when I took it off I took it off to be the doctor Do you know what? You, we wouldn't have I, I don't clear out Cupboards and things like that. I mean, we, I would, you could have not found that. I could have until, absolutely not found it. Until you moved house or something. You know, you know, but it was like, it was, I'd just done that thing of not thinking and I'd put it inside the, the wardrobe. So, yes, I nearly lost it. That's the uh, only time, and now I'm like, This is a really problem for actors because every actor I've talked to, they have wedding and engagement rings and it has to come up when they're filming. So, you need somewhere really safe. What well, you... you know that this is a you wedding ring. Yeah. And I had to replace my wedding ring because my wedding ring got lost on a job. For that very so same reason. So, this is my first oh, yeah. ever wedding band, but I came. And we became friends, and I was like, you know what? I've lost my wedding band. I'm going to come and have one of yours. Yours are lovely. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely an upgrade. So my first loss was like, oh, I've lost my wedding ring, but actually I got a right upgrade there. That's nice of you to say. (laughs) Yeah, but so so you have to de-jewelry, you know, before any scene. Do you, like, normally give it to a really trusted, like, costume designer or who's on set? Yeah, so you're often in very safe, like, your unit base is on It's got security and things like that. But my my jewelry stays... losing it, isn't it? Yeah, you you wouldn't, you wouldn't just leave it anywhere. You'd leave it either in your trailer. Your trailers get locked, or you leave it with standby costume. Yeah. But the thing is, to be very often with this, I always remember to put my earring in. But Mandip's character has, like, Mandip herself has so many earrings, but a lot of her earrings were changed to be character ones. So her yeah. jewelry putting in in the morning probably took about ten minutes, whereas yeah. mine was. 
my third piece of jewellery. Seamlessly. I'm going to photograph this. I'm moving it to one side where it isn't bright sun, and I'm going to photograph it while we're here. But if you can't see because of the light, you can't see, see but it's navy blue sapphires, which is beautiful. And and hundreds of them, because it's like, um, they're so tiny, aren't they? Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. Right, so moving swiftly on, I've got them all over here. Let's oh, <laughs> talk about losing them. Is I'll be like, oh look. There we go. You might recognise it. Yes. Love. So it's the Doctor Who earring. It is. Um, we had this brilliant thing. I think I said in my introduction where Ray, the costume designer, phoned up and said, "Can I come in with Jodie?" Because you were really involved in the look of the character, the, the Doctor, before yeah. you started, and it was so lovely because we were hearing about lots of little details. So it was all about like inclusiveness, and um, uh, but it was all quite subtle. So it had these like rainbow patterns. Got my pride. I've got my suffragettes lining. I've got a kind of Amelia Earhart cut of a coat. I've got pockets. It was everything was considered. Yeah, everything. Um, the colours particularly, like rainbow. But you're obviously a bit of a designer as well because you you I weren't think it's just. Not, I'm not a designer. That's far too. That's far well, too. We much worked. We two did. We did, but I was just more. I'm opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just, there's no difference. Just very opinionated, but I think. The thing that was beautiful about it was that, like, Ray would guide you in a way that made me feel like I came up with the entire thing. But I know full well that it's his design. It, it was, was collaborative. Incredibly so, collaborative. So really enjoyable for us because there was you and Ray and then Who us. get on really well, which is really nice as well. And well, we've got a previous relationship. So yeah. the thing that's lovely about that's working with Ray... Church, yeah, so we've yeah. got a shorthand. Yeah. So there is no... You're not kind of trying to work out how to articulate how you feel with each other. It's more like, I'd suggest something, he'd, you know, suggest something and we could easily say to each other, I don't think that would work or I think that's great in a way that we'd already got a shorthand, which yeah, but is necessary. Like, Doctor Who's more fun costume-wise. I feel a bit sorry like Broadchurch because half the time you're in a... Sort of sensible well, coat, like being glass. Yeah, you know, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like. I don't remember having jewelry. Did I have jewelry? I don't think I even had jewelry in that. I will have had like a wedding band on. I That's don't about remember. it. But things know. like whereas this was to give the doctor a piece of jewelry as well was you know yeah. a big thing, yeah. and it was really important to me that every single part of it had a reason because every single part of the costume has a reason, and jewelry is so expressive, and particularly when. You've got the designer in the room. It's, it's a bit like it's a bit enigmatic in the sense that I think at the time we, we were getting lots of questions like what do the stars you know what's the constellation and which hands which because well I know is, which hands is which uh, so. so we just replied to everyone basically and said you know basically put your own interpretation I think there's enough space for your own interpretation there is but it's pretty obvious but can I can about, I tell you yeah, my interpretation because I remember the chats we had so essentially the chain. And the stars are, I mean, these white, I don't even know, the white, gold or silver, but the, the so, is, yeah. is a silver finish. Mm. And then this chain connects. So my character throughout the history of the show, but my character particularly, if anyone's seen my first episode as a Doctor, I fall through mm. the sky mm. to land on Earth. And so essentially I'm fall, coming from space down this chain and this silver chain and I have a silver hand 
holding hands with the gold hand, which is humans and humanity. And that there's a... Because the Doctor has always loved humans. Mm. And I loved that they were gold. And there's just that kind of thing of, you know, there's a saying of, like, heart of gold and things like that. And just that kind of positivity and strength that gold has. But the beauty of silver and the silvery stars and the silvery light that can be created in the atmosphere. And so that is that. And it's us holding hands. There was quite a while of of a lot of press going out and no one had noticed it. And then it got like, there was sometimes where I'd be filming and someone would go, oh my God, you are an earring, like one of the crew. And I was like, I've had this on the entire time. (laughs) But I loved that it wasn't overt. And then fans now, they make their own version of it. But the nice, so the nice thing is, the reason I like it is it works really well because the chain, the cuff, the and then the chain, the it gives it kind of really cool, quite funky, punky sort of uh, vibe to it. But yeah. it's also got a really nice centre. So it wears really, you know. It wears really so, well, it so shimmers, the, it's like a shooting star, so like the it's like captures is, the light. I think light. you want a nice story, but it's just, basically, a piece of jewellery has got to be gorgeous to wear, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah. You can have all the stories in the world, but if it's a, if it's not nice to yeah, wear. Or if it doesn't have a, re- or, or even if it's just like, oh, it's because it looked nice. It's yeah. like, that isn't That's, the role for that. There are plenty yeah. of roles you're going to play in life where you you need a piece of jewellery to look nice. Yeah. If we're going to wear one, if we're going to wear something as part of my costume, it had to have meaning and it had to have an intention and that's what I love about it. And I had such an order of getting dressed and it was always the last thing I did. My earring was the was last it? thing to go in. I don't know, but I think I heard an interview with Idris Elba and they were asking him about being James Bond and he was like... He was like, I'd love to be James Bond, but I don't want to be the first black James Bond. And was there anything about that with Doctor Who? Was like, like, did did the fact that you were you were the first woman, did the attention that that made sort of take away from? I think the thing is, I knew how big it was at the time. Yeah. What was frustrating was that it was it was already two thousand and seventeen, and that that shouldn't be the case. Like, we shouldn't have got to 2017 and be surprised that a woman plays an alien. You know, like, it shouldn't be a shock or a, or a debate. Like, you know, there, there should, there, we shouldn't really we, have to have those conversations. I'm already old news. Like, Joe yeah. Martin. Joe Martin's another doctor and another female doctor, and it's, it's already moved on. The thing is, what a joyous, privileged position to be in to have the opportunity to play a role that has always been played by men and for that moment to quickly move on and it be old news. And I think that what's wonderful is seeing the impact on kids, regardless of gender, regardless of identity. It's more that it's just the idea that this heroic character to them continues and evolves and looks different. Or you suddenly see yourself in someone you might not have seen yourself in previously. Or you might not see yourself in them but it's okay to look up to women. Like, that yeah. that's the thing that's hilarious, is, like, this idea that boys shouldn't look up to women. Like, yeah. what? I mean, you've been... You were birthed... I know. ...by probably an incredible woman. Like, it's okay to have role models. It's important, but what's more important is that it becomes old news. That's the most important thing. Yeah. But for me, like, no, I mean... I thought... I'll get to dine out on it forever, love. <laughs> <laughs> when we... Um, when you get to go to um, Comic-Con... <laughs> Conventions for I've been to one, they were amazing. Have you? Yeah, I went to London Comic Con for like first time ever and it was amazing. Just being at home as well, like in your own city that's celebrating all the things you love, like I love all that world anyway, so it was amazing. Do you are you able 
to because the trouble with getting well known and being on the telly and stuff are you able to like travel around just being oh, you? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you don't you know you can wander down the street and stuff and, and yeah just, so it's not like everyone stops you in the old no no, no. and yeah. the, the odds you know the odd time it happens it's always been really positive and nice because yeah, nice. it's you know it, t- it takes a lot of balls i think to walk up to one and go oh by the way like it's you know and you just i don't think underestimate how much it takes for someone to come up to you it's not an easy thing to do no. especially if like i look a bit distracted or i'm like with people or something so if someone's got that kind of confidence to come up to you. I mean, it's only ever a nice interaction, really. Yeah. I've just walked out. I'm not, in no way did anyone look at I didn't have a you hat have, on, didn't have a... Didn't any, have your entourage. I didn't have your entourage, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a hat on, and basically people just did not even double take me. <laughs> I don't know if my ego can take that, if I'm honest. Do you know who I am? I know. <laughs> <laughs> One more, because I'm a talker. Yeah, yeah. So this is, so I, um, like, I was working on a job and the really lovely makeup artist was wearing this necklace. And I was like, oh my God, I love that. And I've got a thing about heavy jewellery. I really oh, love yeah. heavy jewellery. Mind you, you wouldn't want a, that to clunk you in the teeth when you're dancing. But no. But wow, that is heavier than I thought. This is, this is the dream of this. So basically, look inside here. It's, I it's something nice. It's like it has calming oils inside. And so, like I've said before, like I can be quite anxious and I can be at top mm. of my tree all the time That's and I'm really quite nice. manic and I'm quite responsive. You know, like if, you, if you've ever been lucky enough to go have a, like a massage, sometimes they'll do this thing where they like have an oil and they'll go, yeah. the one you respond. Yeah. I am really, as I've said before, I'm really opinionated, but I do have quite a... I'm quite lucky, my senses are quite heightened, like my yeah. smell's quite heightened. So I have a very immediate response to things. So if someone has a beautiful candle burning, or if there's a really not very nice smell, I'll be like, I'm gonna... Yeah, my, like my next life I'm going to be a sommelier. Yeah, because we were talking about it, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm unemployed so, at the moment. So, I'm about pregnant, so I can't do the, I can't do any of, can't the, do any of it. Of the tasting. Smelly. <laughs> I was looking because the WSET who do the courses are just, just yeah, literally do a few doors down. Before about it, aren't you? And then, and I was really going to do it, but for some reason, everyone's disappointed in me because I did um, tea sommelier courses. Did you? That's I'm, I'm only done. I've done like two courses. So I had an exam yesterday. So now I'm a tea something, not a tea master. Anyway, I'll pass an exam yesterday. <laughs> but, it's like, but it's like, it's like. I mean, you need to work out what you are before you can put it on your CV. But, I, but we get. I've got emails, and it's like you know, the Hilton want someone to pour tea, and I, I can get a job pouring tea in a hotel. If all this goes wrong, oh my I'm god, now that qualified is brilliant. To, to pour tea for people. Well, so, I really, really no, no, want to hey. do a sommelier course in in my life because I've I like it. I've never. So you've always got a good got strong love. connection between. Do you, I just I'm your quite, senses my senses, and, and I can't. You know, I'm very. I need particularly touch, like you know. But after what's happened over the last few years, like I definitely yeah. need to be able to interact and be physical yeah. with people, and I found that really hard. But I think. Smells particularly, and I and I can be really calmed or energized by things, and this has something in it, and it sits really low. It sits on your yeah, heart. It's, it's very it? heavy, but it's continually under you. It's got a gap at the top. It's quite hard to explain. I'll need a photo, but essentially nice that smell is is calming. 
and do you add oils into it so you can buy different ones this has got the like standard one in it it won't come out it's, so it's a little bottle version. yeah, yeah that's it's right. a little bottle and it runs out and then but you can get all different types of smell like ones that kind of make you feel energized ones that, that are calming and i absolutely adore it i think it's just the weight and the heaviness but well, i, I need you yeah. basically to tell me how you say it because i always say it Oh, how no, do you say don't that? ask me. My mum's going to go... How do you say that? St. Paolo or Paolo? Paolo? It's a place, isn't it? But what is it? St. Paolo? Oh, it's Paolo. St. Paolo. Yeah, I feel like I should know I what that... I mean, obviously, we know kind of St. Paolo, you know, in yeah, Brazil or something, but, but like... Right, OK, so Paolo Santo Wood. Oh, OK. Paolo, Paolo? So my, my wife, Denise, before she went off to university, you know we were talking before that she's studying at university. Yeah. We were talking about um, how... Um, look inside, look inside. Um, it's annoying because, like, when we were out the other night, they were saying, oh, you're the jeweller's wife, and she's like, because she's at university. She's at university doing um, creative writing and English literature. But in a previous life, she was an aromatherapist. Oh, so wow. she, we've got, like, fridges full of millions of oils. And if anything's wrong, you know, basically, if I, if I um, you know, break a leg or anything... She's like, don't go to the doctors. We'll put a couple of drops of thyme oil on or something. I love that. So we do have a nice smelling house. Oh, well, I will definitely come round, love. <laughs> and if you want, if you want to know about oils for for you know calming and yeah, but also you know, I think you need to just yeah. She's quite science. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, but I love the smell of that. Quick. Okay. So now, so, so now we're now we're moving so, on to. So this is my midlife crisis. So here... Aren't you too young to have a midlife crisis? No. Well, no, midlife, no. I, I'm nearly 40. Yeah, but... but In it, midlife. But, you know, um, I googled middle-aged, and I'm still middle-aged, even though I'm, you know, it's not the middle... Because to well, it should be in the middle, but so, I think you're too young. So, basically, anyway. this era... So, I'm pointing to the era in the yeah. scene at the minute. This is not the piece of joy I'm talking yeah. about. But, um, so, this was in February before lockdown. So, it was a sense something, but we were still kind of still bounding through, like, nothing was really wasn't happening. It, wasn't it happening in other places in yeah. February? Yeah, yeah. And we were thinking, oh, it might yeah. come over here. But, it you might, know, it might not. Yeah. So, we, so basically, I went, I was in town with Mandip, and Mandip who plays... Oh, you mates, you sort of mates out... You know. She's one of my best friends in the whole world. I adore her. I couldn't have been luckier. She has got so much beautiful jewellery. She just had a, a nose pierced. She looks so cool. She looks beautiful. But she's got amazing jewellery, but particularly in her ears. But she's always got, like, loads of earrings. Yeah, like she's oh, a really God, good jewellery. I'm jealous. Because I've only got one. <laughs> and I was like, do you know what? We just met up in town and we're like, Let's I'm going to get my ear pierced. I'm going to get my ear pierced, Mandip. I'm getting my ear pierced, but it's like I'm 14 or something. I, but, you know, it's in the middle of the day. I'm about to do the school run either side of the day, but I was like, I'm going to get my ear pierced. So she was like, oh, do you know what? You can go to Topshop. You can go to Claire's. I was like, I'm not going to Topshop Claire's. I'm going to Maria Tack, darling. I'm, I'm going to Limited. I'm a successful actor. Yes, I'm going to Limited, darling. <laughs> so we walked in. I was like, can I make an appointment with today, please? And they're like, I'll come back in an hour. Okay, so then we went off. That is a nice place to get it done, isn't oh it? Oh my god, so I was like so excited and just like, and Mandit literally was like, oh my god, one of these I got done in Leeds Market. I can't believe it's <laughs> because she's got so many I think my girls, you know, use a block of ice and a. Oh, and like, do you know like, what I mean? I am such, so, you know, look at me thinking I'm, I'm uh, like <laughs> some posh lass, but I was like, oh my god, I'm going to Maria Tash. And also the options that you can get and stuff. But mm. I basically went. 
and got my earpiece. She took a load of photos of me and I was like that, like a child getting it done. And it really hurt, but I love it. And I got home and was like, here's a midlife crisis. It could have been a big back (laughs) tattoo, but it's not. Could have been worse. It's an earring. Could have been a sports I love it so much that I've just named it my midlife. And after that was, I had it done in February. So in March was Mother's Day. And this is picked by my little one, was a Mother's Day present. And I love it because it is so... On paper, I would never pick this, but apparently, because it's three of us, but it's spikes, it's colours, and I absolutely love it because it's so bold and. It's rock and roll. Yeah, it's really rock and roll. So even though the term. Maria Tash, darling. Oh, it so is. So without, like, realising what a midlife crisis, she really went to town with it and when, in the helping of the picking. So this was my Mother's Day present. And that I, is so lovely. From I'm, just before I'm lockdown as well. I'm assuming that that's also lovely of your husband because it, oh, it, it was... It, it would have been, been a collaborative. Facilitated. But, but it was definitely picked by. Yeah, that's so, so I just nice. Love it, but I love how, like, I love it's different lights. Blue. It's blue, it's green. That's really beautiful. Yeah, it looks like rock from, you know, like a stalagmite or something. I wish I knew what they were because they're very much... I mean, I'm getting all these, like, brownie reds, blues... So it's almost like they're like some kind of opal or something because they're reflecting lots of different colours. We're going to go and... Because um, you've wanted some bits to be fixed. So <laughs> we're gonna... no, no, what You're going to tell that to your listeners. I left him a WhatsApp last night that was two and a half minutes long and it went, Hi Alex, I'm just checking that we're still all right for tomorrow. By the way, I've broke three of my necklaces. Julie, you stay right where you are and I'm going to see if we've got a heavier silver catch for that necklace. Okay, I'll get you... it out. Also, I don't think that one's very secure. Okay. Let's have a look at that. Yeah. Good. All right, we're gonna Stop. we're gonna go. Great, great, great. I'm gonna just. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you'd like to see some of the pieces we've been talking about, or for more information about any of the issues we've discussed, please check out our website and follow the links to the podcast page. You'll also find information on how to share your own stories, give a bit of feedback, or have a look at all the jewellery-related things I've been up to recently. We've also got some great jewellery-making tutorials on our YouTube channel. There's lots to see. Just go to www.alexmonroe.com.